I love reading romance, even with my mom. Historical, paranormal, a good rom com. We both like a grump, an alpha, and a beard. But reading with my mom, well, it gets kind of weird. I'm reading steamy scenes, getting bothered and hot. But if mom is asking, I read it for the plot. We look for swoony scenes, those moments that delight. Communication's good, and the banter's so right. So if you'd like to read along and join the group, here's a little secret I'll let you into the loop. It's just a little show that we like to dub, not your mom's romance book club. Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? So good. Awesome. Today we are chatting about Battle Royal by Lucy Parker. But first, mom, what have you been reading and watching? What have I been reading and watching? Well, I started reading the fourth book in the Blood and Ash series by Jennifer L. Armentrout. Her by her, Armin Trouch, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and uh, it's called The War of Two Queens, but I had to stop in the middle to read our book because it's a long-ass book, and um, both, I mean, this one was even kind of longer than a lot of them are. Yeah, this the one that we read. The one that we read was longer than normal, but um, so I'm going to finish that this week, hopefully, and um that's what I've been reading. Watching. I finished my Murder Maps show. There you go. Um, we continue to watch Dairy Girls. We continue to watch Dairy Girls. And Taskmaster. And Taskmaster. New seasons. That's literally all I've been watching. I feel like. You haven't really been watching it. You've been watching some Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. Been kind of busy. I found out that I passed one my test that I took a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. So I only have to do one more lesson planning assessment and my CPR certification. <laughs> and then... It's staying alive, baby. I will, uh, 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 staying, staying alive. alive. Staying alive. alive. Because I watch The Office, so I know these things. Yeah. Um, and then I'll hopefully have my credential. <laughs> well, hopefully. hopefully. That's the plan. That's the plan. Um... But yeah, so I've been a little busy and... I'm trying to think. Oh, my husband and I went to a movie. We went and saw the... Unbearable... Of, of massive, massive talent. talent. The unbearable weight of massive talent. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, I think so. Uh, the Nicolas Cage movie. That's why I always just call it. Yeah. And it was delightful. It was very fun. Um, Pedro Pascal does a really good job. Very meta. Very meta. Very... Just a fun... It's literally about... Uh, an old action star <laughs> who doesn't know what to do with his life now, <laughs> but it um, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it immensely. So there you go. Um, it seems like we watched something else, but I don't think I we have. I don't think we have. Like, anyway, yeah, yeah. I think I've always just fallen back on Taskmaster. Well, and I think you're just like it's not a good. I have to go to bed because I'm super tired. It's like. <laughs> Well, I've also had really bad allergies this week, like really bad. And so it's just made me. If you're a person prone to allergies, never move to Sacramento. It's like yeah, the worst. It's pretty bad around here. But and I have the best allergies. In that you don't have any. I don't any. have any allergies. <laughs> Everyone yeah. else in my family really suffers. Oh, we, but all, I, we all I got. I just laugh at them. <laughs> we all got dad's genes, I guess, in that, <laughs> in that respect. Um. 
And then I haven't been reading anything. I haven't been, even been listening to anything. Because you're super lame. I've just been, I've been needing like music pick me up rather than podcast or audiobook pick me up. Okay. I'll support you in that. Whatever you want, honey. I'll support you in whatever you want to do. If you want to be super lazy, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is freaking rich. <laughs> Coming from a woman who doesn't do anything all day. Okay. All right. All right. That's enough of that nonsense. <laughs> um, it's today, the, the, as of the day of recording, which is the day before the podcast comes out. <laughs> Um, it's mom's anniversary. It is my 40th wedding anniversary. And Ellen made us dinner. Because I'm a good daughter. Yes. And we keep thinking, what should we do for our anniversary? And then we never do anything. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just... It's indicative of your marriage. It's indicative. Of your <laughs> I, you know. it's like, I'll, I'll take we, care of it when I get do, around to it. <laughs> we could do something. Or we could just lay around. Or we just lay around and do nothing. <laughs> we don't lay around. We, um... I don't know. Well, you guys have been getting our backyard ready because we're getting a pool. We're getting a pool put in. So we've been moving stuff around in the backyard. Greg's been taking out a tree and a stump. And, you know, we're getting ready for the pool. I'm so excited for the pool. I'm kind of excited for the pool as well. Um. Okay. Like we're bathing beauties, baby. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're going to be like just, it's going to be Baywatch up in here. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly like that. Uh, okay, let's talk about this book. Today we are chatting about Battle Royal by Lucy Parker. It is the first book in her new Palace Insiders series. The second as yet untitled book is set to come out this summer featuring a familiar face or two, I imagine. Well, name. We don't see faces very much. What? Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> gosh way to get literal about it yeah but um yes so here's the back cover description for battle royal four years ago sylvie fairchild charmed the world as a contestant on the hit baking show operation cake her ingenious colorful creations captivated viewers and intrigued all but one of the judges dominic um, the hottest pastry Devere. Devere. the hottest pastry chef in London when her glittery unicorn cake went spectacularly sideways Dominic was quick to vote her off the show since then Sylvie has managed to use her fame to help her fulfill her dream of opening a bakery Sugar Fair the toast of Instagram Sugar Fair has captured the attention of the Operation Cake producers and a princess Dominic is His Majesty the King's favorite baker, the go-to for sweet-toothed A-list celebrities and a veritable British institution. He's brilliant, talented, hardworking, and an icy, starchy grouch. Learning that the irksome Sylvie will be joining him on the Operation Cake judging panel is enough to make the famously dour baker even more grim. Her fantastical baking is only slightly more troublesome than the fact that he can't stop thinking about her peak pink streaked hair and irrepressible dimple. When Dominic and Sylvie learn they'll be fighting for the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to bake a cake for the upcoming wedding of Princess Rose, the flower begins to fly as they're both determined to come out on top. The bride adores Sylvie's quirky style. The palace wants Dominic's classic perfection. In this royal battle, can there be room for two? Um, spoiler alert. Yes. <laughs> 
Mom. Ellen. What did you think of Battle Royal? I'm going to give this one a really like. I really liked it, but is that fair? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going somewhere, but it's... <laughs> I really liked it, but. But. Everyone I know has a big butt. <laughs> What's your big butt? What's your big butt? Um, I'm... I'm close to a really liked. I don't know. I I like I meh, I liked it. I think I'm a liked. Okay, I'm a really liked, but um, it 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 <clears throat> here's the thing. tended to be a little bit of a slog fest. There's a lot going on in this book. Even just in that back cover description, I was like, "There's a lot going on in this back cover description," and you're not even touching. And on you're not, it. <laughs> not, on, the, not on even everything. the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. It's a tip, tip, tip. Um. And I like, um, I mean, I, I, I'm going to say I really liked the main story. It got bogged down with some of the other sidelines. Well, see, here's where I come down. <clears throat> I agree that that, that main storyline got bogged down in some of their stuff, but I also didn't feel like they had the best chemistry in my mind. I, I, I didn't mind their chemistry. I thought it was fine. I never understood... Why they liked each other entirely. Um, it's a grumpy hero and he always... Is he though? He's like, he sort of is and he isn't. Like, we're, we're told so many times that he's grumpy and like you get the impression that he is on the show, but then, I don't know, like I never really got a sense. I got a sense that he was like shy and quiet, but and I never... don't... If they make him super grumpy, like just awful to everybody, then we don't like him as romance readers. I do. <laughs> I like when they're assholes. <laughs> I kind of do, though, if I'm being honest. Um, I don't know. We'll talk more about it. As we, okay. Yeah, let's just let's just get into it, because there's a lot to talk about with this book. What did you think of Sylvie as our heroine? I liked Sylvie. I liked Sylvie. First of all, I love that name. I think that's super cute. It is cute. Um, no, I liked Sylvie. I liked, um, I liked her little, oh, you know. He treated me bad, but I'm going to make the best of it. She just went, moved forward and did, and this, let me just say for a second about this cake show. Uh-huh. I think they give them a lot more time than they give them on British, British <laughs> Bake Off because the things they were making and all the blown sugar and all this stuff, I was like, these people have a lot more time than they give them on British <laughs> Bake Off. Um, I, I also liked Sylvie. I, I kind of wish... I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. So here's where I kind of get thrown off with their chemistry thing. You're told that like she doesn't like him and you know, she's all ready to go in kind of like guns a blazing with, or like just kind of make the best of this situation with Dominic. Her being on the show with him. Yeah. But then it was, I found it kind of odd because it's like, they were sworn enemies, and then all of a sudden, like, it's presented as an enemies to lovers, but then they're never really even enemies. They, like, they're supposed to hate each other, but then all of a sudden they're, like, holding hands and, like, finger grazing. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Like, where was the enemies part? Other than, like, being told that they've not well, liked each other. she had to tell him off because he was mean to people on the show. I mean, they did make a big deal about him... Like, not sugarcoating his... I kept... I guess what I... I mean, are we supposed to get the idea that he's kind of had a crush on her for the past four years? 
Um, yeah, but not to the point where he was going to do anything about it ever. Yeah. I don't know. I just like with her having thrown a cake in his face and, um, By accident. She didn't do it okay. on purpose. You know what I mean? With her having whatever, a cake in his face, um, and then opening a bakery across the street from his, I just expected there to be like kind of more fireworks, but I guess they're British and very staid and respectable and we're loud and obnoxious. Um, <laughs> we wanted blood in the streets, but do you know what I mean? Like I, I thought there was a lot of, um, often when we read in enemies to lovers, are they really enemies to lovers? But I just, I expected there to be a little more confrontation here. I mean, literally like the first scene that where they're in the same room together, they're like grazing pinkies and crap like that. You know, I don't know if that's exactly accurate because they were in the okay. same room together when they did the show four years ago. <sighs> okay, but I'm saying <laughs> when they well, okay, so agree to disagree. Okay, I didn't have as hard a time with it as you did, but I don't know. I just like I kind of wish that she was like a little more uh... confrontational, <laughs> kind of. He's the one that needed to be, he was the one that's supposed to be confrontational and he never was. But yeah, truly, if they're too much of a dick, then I like when they're kind of a dick. I know you do, Ellen. I get that. I'm well aware. <laughs> um, and especially because we're told that he's such a dick on the show, but then, and I, and I am glad that they did this, but then with the show, they kind of speed through, like you don't act, you you're told a lot of what happens on the show and not, like, shown a lot of what happens on the show. So then it's just, it kind of made it seem like, okay, but is he really a dick? Like, and, I don't know. And it, Well, they really, what they really glossed over were his comments to the, like, they should have shown us more of his comments to the contestants where he was being awful because we really never saw any of those. And yeah. that was, like, what he was known for was being awful to these contestants and making them cry. But we never really ever saw any of those or heard any of those. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, any anything else on Sylvie? Sorry, because we're kind of getting into him, so we may as well skip um, over to him now. No, she was, she was your cute little regular. Whenever we got a grumpy hero or you know whatever hero, we always have to have the cute little ingenue. And I liked her bake. Her bakery sounds like really cute and cool, and yeah, sounds kind of off, off the beaten path. Yeah. Um. Okay, what did you think of Dominic as our hero? I liked Dominic. Kind um, of a grumpy hero alert, but also not really, like I said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely had some backstory there and some stuff he was trying to get over, which also kind of was a non-issue. I mean, they really built up this he doesn't like to be touched thing. Yeah. And then he was fine with it. And, and you know, so... There were things that they would throw at us that just really became non-issues. So, yeah, and that was one of them. Um, anyway, I guess here's my main problem with Dominic, kind of tied to the fact that he's not actually all that grumpy, is that. So we're told that he's grumpy, but then at the end of the day, I felt like he, because he's not grumpy, he ends up just kind of being. Kind of milk toasty to me. Um, I can see that. Uh, and 
didn't have like a ton of personality. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you want. I didn't want them to do any more description or do any more because it's. <laughs> I know, I know, but I don't know. And I let, and I thought he was sweet, and I and I liked when he starts. I guess I needed more like things to start more personality to start showing as he got more comfortable but like we didn't get quite enough of that for me like I wanted him to have like some weird habit that he tells her about or you know something like that <laughs> well it would have been I think it would have been helpful if we'd seen him really say some horrible things to some of these contestants because we really never saw any of that yeah so because if you're gonna have a grumpy hero yeah you need some grump and you know like we get it like Flashes of, um, you know, him taking care of his uh, employee who's helping the, you know, I liked, I like all that stuff. I just, I don't know. He just kind of ended up being kind of boring to me. Okay. I'm so, I'm, I, see, now I feel like I'm really bitching on this book. Well, you are. I, and I am. But, um, <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um, anything else on Dominic? Apparently not, because apparently he's milk toast. <laughs> Which I don't even... That sounds terrible, milk toast. Um, and it's spelt weird, too. Um, okay, plots, 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 and more plots. This thing was brimming over with plots. So we're just going to kind of go through some of these plots. I wrote down as many as I could think of. I still feel like I'm missing some. <laughs> um, okay, so... First... I've already kind of stated my opinions on this, but, like, them falling in love. Main plot. Main what plot. did you think of, of that? Um, I thought it was done well. I, I actually enjoyed that part of the story. I enjoyed them falling for each other. I, um, you know, there wasn't really a conflict It's not an interpersonal conflict, really, at um, all. Which I kind of like, because especially because there's so much other plot going on. Yeah. It would um, have been uh, overwhelming if they had a... Yeah. Um, so, I did appreciate that, and that, like, their, I mean, really their interpersonal conflict is them just sort of, like, gradually telling each other that they love each other. And even that is not, like, that big of a deal. I mean, so you were, at one point when you were reading, you were telling me that she was pissing you off because, well, but then, oh, I know what you're talking about. I know which part it was. Yeah. It was when Jay first had said that he had feelings for her, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, and then she was kind of all mixed up, and then she was kind of really being a dick to, to him for some reason. I didn't feel like she was being a dick. I think, you know, I think that a lot of her worldview or, like, you know, stance on how things were in her life just kind of got, like, completely upended, and she just needed some time, like, especially because Jay told her that he's in love with her, so then she feels, like, somewhat un... Like, I don't know, in thinking about this guy telling her that he has feelings for her. Well, and when we're hearing it in her head, her thing with Dominic is that you know, she doesn't, she has pretty, she's in love with him, essentially. She's in love with him. She hasn't admitted it to herself yet, but yeah. she's in love with him. And um, she doesn't want him to hurt her. And so she's thinking of letting him go before he hurts her. And I don't know. I, I guess I'm kind of tired of that trope that 
I gotta let him go before he hurts me because we read that in a lot of books and it's kind of a dumb reason to let someone go. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But I actually, I didn't, well, we're talking about the J thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't, I didn't necessarily always get why they liked each other. I think as they start to like help each other through some of their journeys with their family trauma, which is my next like subplot point, um, that, well, there's lots, all kinds of journeys that they go through together. (laughs) But, um, as they kind of like get to know each other better through that and like through talking to each other about that, I think it starts to make more sense. But the onset, I never understood like the onset of it, how they were drawn to each other in the beginning. Yeah. Um, so family trauma. So you've got him who, so his mama was sleeping around and had him through an affair. So stepdad, you know, was horrible to him, was horrible to him. And so he ends up going and just leaving and living with his grandfather, grandfather who raises him to like basically take over the bakery. And, you know, he's very close to his grandfather. She, her parents die very when she's very young, and her only living relative is this aunt who at the time is, like, 21, so she's pretty young as well, and she's just raised by this aunt who she's very close to and who passes away when she's 19, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, she does. Um, and so they – and he lost his grandfather, so they've both lost, like, essentially, like, their one family connection, you know, growing up. Um and they both kind of have a lot of trauma around that. He has a lot of trauma around kind of the years leading up to when he goes and lives with his grandfather. Um, and it's like I said, I, I liked... It, I think it's important to point out it wasn't an abusive situation. It's more of a neglect situation or a... And a, like an emotional abuse yeah, situation. It, it, yes. More than anything. But he wasn't like being beaten or sexually abused or anything like that. No. It was more of just a... Don't bother me. Don't touch me. You know. Well, and he would like his stepdad or whatever he would be deemed, um, like put him down a lot. Like nothing he did was ever good enough, and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, I like when they kind of. I think that's where you start to get kind of more, from what I perceived, the emotional connection between the two of them, and so I liked that stuff. Um. I will say, like, this is another example of the book not matching the cartoon bubble cover. <laughs> yeah. Um, because this book is, like, fairly heavy and, um, I don't know, is not the, like, baby blue and bubble pink. Yeah. That's on the cover. That the cover portrays. Um... But, yeah, anything else from you on the... No, because you're going to ask about other things, right? Like pet and that. Yes, I am. Um, Okay, what did you think of the plot with the baking show? The baking show? Well, (sighs) the baking show did not... I think that's the plot that could be Nick's. Yes, it really didn't do anything to add or subtract from the... Other than this is how they met... Well, and I think that they could have they could have met on the baking show, 
fun. Mm -hmm. They could have um, started their bakeries bakeries across the street from each other. And then they're both in competition for this wedding cake. But then both being judges on the baking show was kind of a sort of like over the top, like well, unneeded and, plot line. And none of the plot that takes place there couldn't have taken place elsewhere. Yeah. Other than Mariana, who um, is the other judge with them, but that doesn't, she doesn't even do much more than... But, all of Mariana could be replaced by Mabel or, or Liam, his his assistant, or Pet or whatever. Um, because there's, like, a lot of um, drama between the contestants. Yeah, and all of that was, was superfluous. Yes. I mean, I think maybe it's kind of a draw because people like baking shows and it's kind of a selling point for the book but I think that was maybe the because mom and I were talking about like what what should be cut from this what, book to make it, it was just just so much and it wasn't even so much in like a bonkers book kind of way it was more so much in a I gotta get through this storyline to get to the next storyline to get to the next storyline to get to the next well story and line. it kind of bounces around all of them in yes, a funny way um I don't know. I th- I didn't mind. There's a lot of POV shifting, um, and I didn't mind that. But um, I don't know. Like I was always having to kind of like. It really only shifted between hers and his, though. We didn't yeah. get into other POVs. And, and I always, you know, was able to tell when it was doing that. And I liked having like both of their their POVs in this book. Um, but it kind of bounces around all the different plots in kind of a sometimes a little bit of a jarring way um but I think that if you're gonna cut something that's what should be cut I agree with that um which you know I know is like part of why people like this book but um there's just not anything I'm trying to like I'm racking my brain to make sure the whole thing about like the gal who was like the enemy on the show who was the villain on the cooking show Libby I mean, spoiler alert, she ends up winning the show, and there was nothing anyone could do about it, so it's just like, okay, that's a moot point then. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm currently, like, racking my brain trying to make sure that there's nothing, like, vital, but I feel like anything that is pertinent to the rest of the story could happen elsewhere, so. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, Okay. Wedding cake. So they're both in competition for the royal wedding cake. This is the plot line I had the most problems with. Well, not that it existed, but the way it was handled, I would say. Okay. Explain. Explain. Okay. So the bride and groom, the bride's a princess. Yes. One of the princesses. And she's marrying this guy. And they are, they're going to have this competition for who's going to do the wedding cake. And both of these two. I guess not competition, but like they're. Well, it is a competition. Yeah. Essentially. Essentially. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's not like a race or anything. It's not it's like, just, it's not like the Great British Bake Off or no, Operation Cake. No, it's more, they're both submitting samples. And, and proposals. And proposals. And, and um, then they're going to choose whose cake they want to have. And um, so they pull them aside and. And she tells him that she's got this uncle. No, he tells 
them. She has an uncle who's passed away who she was really close to, and he wants them to incorporate something about this uncle in the cake somehow. But we're not going to tell and you. That's all he says. And it's like, okay, is it really the baker's job to go and find out about this dead uncle? No. And, I mean, if I was a baker, I'd say, Okay, Can when you, you have me... some more information, you come to me with something you want on the cake, and I will put it on the cake. But I am not going to go do research for you. That's not my job. Um, that just seemed funny to me. I mean, it adds to the story, this whole thing that I find out. But I think they could have found it out another way. I like, like, the kind of mystery component. Like, I think yes. that is kind of fun. But when there's already so much going on in this book... Um, yeah, this whole, like, go figure out this, I, I want something from about my uncle, but I'm not going to tell you why. Well, she even finds <laughs> out that this is what her fiance is doing, and she doesn't even give them any really much information. She's on board with it. She says, yes, I want something about my uncle on there. Uh, you guys figure it out. And it's like, just tell us what, you know, the frick you want on this cake. Yeah. Or, and we'll do it. Well, and it's like, also... I don't know. So the resolution of that. So this is also one of the thoughts I have is Patrick and Jesse. So Patrick is her uncle. And then it's they find out that he kind of had this, you know, very serious and uh, passionate, passionate affair. Yeah. Love with this woman. And um, Rose, the princess who wants this cake, has always thought, as did her uncle, that she, Jesse told Patrick that she couldn't be with him because the life of Royal was too, you know, traumatic. And then she... Too in the limelight. And then she left. Come to find out that she actually was away for a few days and then realized, like, no, I have to be with him. I love him too much. Like, we need to be together. We we'll can make, make it work. work. And so they go and... Um, she... Gets she, in her car to drive to London. And gets in a car accident and dies. And dies in a car accident. Bum, bum, bum. And he, no one has any way of contacting him to let him know that she's dead. Yeah. And so he never even knows that she was killed in this car accident. Yeah. Um, Which is all very sad and tragic. Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> um, so what they end up putting on the cake is the infinity whatever with it's two of them thing. tied together. Um. Which is a thing that was in a sculpture that Jesse made for Patrick. Here's my thinking. Yes, they went on this whole journey to figure out all this stuff about Patrick and Jesse so that they could incorporate something about Patrick in the cake. Um, wouldn't it have just been easier and more simple if Rose had said, Patrick and I liked to play Boggle. <laughs> um, that was like our thing. Yeah, if they have to find out a secret about her, how is that meaningful to her? Exactly. Um, I thought they were going to incorporate the tree. Remember Rose had said he always goes out and sits by this mulberry tree that's out yeah. in the garden. That's his favorite tree. That's his Well, they sort of did. And that the mulberry tree, actually, he was actually going out to this statue. statue. But... But, but how does okay. that mean anything? I mean, I guess it sort of ends up being symbolic of Rose and Johnny as well because they also reach this point where it's like, do I want to submit him to being in the life of a royal? And he's like, yes, 
much like Jesse decided, I love you too much. I have to be with you no matter what. We can make it work. And so I guess it becomes symbolic of their love, but also like, yeah. I don't know. It would have just been easier if she was like, you know, put some roses on there. Yeah. <laughs> Throw on some roses and some fondant. Call it good. <laughs> yeah. Um, By the way, I hate fondant. And any time they ugh, talk about putting fondant on a I, cake, I, it makes me... I like to make cakes, and cake. I avoid fondant at all costs. I, unless I, it can be, like, easily taken. Don't like the flavor. Um. So, yeah. The cake... I mean, here's the thing, too, that I'm realizing <laughs> about a lot of these plots is that they, you know, we, we build up all of these plots and they all... Yeah. Well, that's, yes, that's what I was going to say, too, is that they there's all this buildup in this plot and then it just kind of falls flat and it doesn't really... Because they're all, they're competing for a cake and then they both get the contract. Um, Patrick and Jesse have this un deniable love and jesse dies in a tragic car accident without patrick ever they're knowing. trying to figure out something to put on the cake and it's just two knots that were on a statue that they could have gone out and looked at at any time or that yeah that rose could have said see that statue i think I, he liked that so put something from that on the cake um, done and done and problem solved book shorter uh, book a lot shorter um yeah there's i mean yeah, I mean, and that even applies to more of the plots that we're going to talk about. Um, okay, so kind of back to Rose and Johnny. So they see Johnny kiss. <laughs> this, this, like, this like happens in the last 80% of the book. And it's like, oh, you can't be throwing another like plot 20%, line in you mean 20, <laughs> Yeah, yeah happens like 20%. at 80%. So they catch Johnny kissing somebody in... Well, they go in the garden to look at the statue. <laughs> yeah. And, and they see Johnny out there and some girl is kissing him like fiercely. And so they take a picture of it so that they can like confront and, either him or Rose with the well, information. Well, I think they're thinking is they're going to go, someone, one of them is going to go talk to Johnny and say, this is what we saw. What's going on? Yeah. Which makes sense. That's I fair. supported that 100%. Um, of course, the picture leaks and the press gets it and it's all this big thing. But then it turns out that... Um, Helena be crazy. <laughs> that this woman that he's kissing is this like woman who has this um like unrequited crush and has like built up this Grew relationship up in their mind in her mind and um she like is become a stalker and at the end charges him with a knife and accidentally st- stabs um pet oh, Dominic's sister. Dominic's sister pet instead. And I mentioned that just to Further illustrate what? <laughs> yeah, and then the stabbing <coughs> all happened. It's, it's just, it's like, really, you guys, you're gonna throw another one? At Literally, it? when that was happening, I was like, "There's more happening right now." <laughs> um, yeah, that. So that was a thing that happened as well. Okay, so then also as part of this wedding cake, um, Rose says that Johnny has this drink at this coffee shop place um called midnight elixir and it did sound very good um <laughs> but so they have to like figure out well, how except to for the absinthe yeah and that run, and run. as soon but as as soon as they started drinking a bunch of them like there's booze, there's in, booze this. in there and as soon as they said it was tasted like licorice 
which I'm down for. And it makes me think that I would like absinthe. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you try it, Mom. <laughs> probably not. Um, as soon as they, uh, yeah, I was like, this has absinthe in it because I knew that absinthe tastes like licorice. Yeah. So um, they have to figure out this midnight elixir. And so then this becomes also a plot in and of itself because they go to this place that's been kind of like stealing recipes from Sylvie. And that turns into this whole thing where the place, like, it turns out that there's an intern that an works. intern that works for Sylvie, Sylvie that's feeding the recipes to the owner of this place. And not only this midnight elixir, but he like basically stole even that from her. Well, and he, she, Sylvie and, and um, Dominic. Dominic go in and they buy cheesecake and he puts some kind of food poisoning on the cheesecake yeah. and she gets really sick. He didn't eat his, so she gets really sick. Um, and it's just this whole other storyline. I mean, it could have been a whole other book. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a thing that happens. Yeah. Um, and she's the girl that leaked the picture. Like she yeah. broke into her phone, into Sylvie's phone, and leaked the picture to the tabloids of, what's his name, kissing this other girl. Yeah. And um, Dominic at first questions his sister, Pet, about leaking the picture. Which brings us to Pet. To Pet. It's Petunia. Um, Petunia. Pet is, it's short for Petunia. Um, I was like, Pet? What kind of name is Pet? Yeah. Um, I liked Pet a lot. I did like Pet. Um, and, spoiler, but I we've been doing a lot of that in this one. Um, she is going to be the next book, and I'm actually pretty intrigued by her book. I am for as well. For all the, like, obviously... But a little background on Pet... One. He was really close with Pet when she was a baby because he's 12 years older than her. Yeah. And when he ran away from home, he tried to take her with him. But then, like, got, like, the stepdad, like, threatened to charge him as a 13-year-old with abduction. But then Pet always felt like he just abandoned her with this terrible... Well, her parents were back home just telling her all these horrible things about the brother and how horrible he was and how he abandoned them and da-da-da-da-da and abandoned her and... And, um, so they have a very fraught relationship that she's trying, they're both trying to like repair. Um, and I, I liked that element. Um, and I liked her quite a great deal. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I liked, I liked that storyline and, um, obviously because somebody in the comments says that this book has first book itis, but she is the only part of this book that could be deemed first book itis. Because I, I, I think Jay might get a book with that. Who was the girl? He was oh, Emma from the show. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but <laughs> I, I mean, didn't feel like it was first book itis. I just felt like it was too much storyline. It's not like they were trying to introduce us to a lot of different characters. They're trying to in- introduce us to so many storylines that that wrapped up in this book. Yeah. It's not like they're carrying over into other books. I mean, the only things that are going to carry over are Rose and Johnny and, and pet and pet. Um, and Rose and Johnny could have been a lot more minimal than they were with their cake. Um, I don't know. Um, okay. And then, which we've already kind of alluded to, there's Jay who, um, is her business partner and, like, her lifelong friend. Like, they were babies together, yeah. like, 
that kind of friend. And when her aunt died, he was there for her and yeah. got her through this very dark time and in her life. And I called this like from oh, I jump. Saw it too. I saw it. Okay. Um, and he confesses his feelings to her towards the end of the book, which mom already kind of touched on, and um threatens to like leave the business because she doesn't feel the same way. But even that is like Well, he's all butthurt and it's gonna be like and then it's like, oh, never mind, I'm okay. I'm good. <laughs> We're gonna be fine. Which I mean they handle it like adults and I and I liked that, but it's just another thing that yeah. like just kind of drops like and rises and falls. A, and becomes like, a, a moot point. Yeah. Um but I did totally see that coming. Totally. Yeah. And did I call the whole pet thing with what she's gonna be doing? You did. Yes, okay. you did. Mom you. called that pet was going to become the royal assistant. The assistant for to Johnny. the royals for Johnny. Yes, you did call that. And that you called that she would end up with the... Yeah, I called it all. I called it all. The brutish um, security guard. So, all that... All those plot lines. <laughs> it was just... It's just a lot, you guys. It's just a lot. It was. There's a lot going on. Um, and... And it became... And that's what kind of dragged the book down. It yeah. wasn't um, like too much description. Sometimes too much description drags the book down. Sometimes. Well, and so I liked elements of what was going on, but I feel like there needed to be isolation of some of these. Like I would have liked more. I would have liked it more if we got a couple of those that I liked and we just focused on that and focused on their relationship and as they, you know, compete for cakes and do one thing together, <laughs> you know, like if it's Patrick and Jesse, cool. Well, if and even the Patrick and Jesse story could have been something that Rose brought up that she already knew that she could, you know, like I think he was in love with somebody. I don't know much about it, but I want to know more. Like yeah. it could have been a much quicker little yeah. vignette. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it just kind of got you. It just kind of got bogged down with all of the stuff going on and the storylines we were trying to follow. Yeah. Um. And so this is usually when I would say, okay, let's talk about the conflict. But it's kind of like I said, a lot of them, like, just kind of. It all just ends very amicably, which is cool. But so there's so much going on, and then it all just like. And, and there you go. That's the end of the story. I'm like, okay. Cool story, Hansel. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, yeah. 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 I agree. Um, let's talk about sex, baby. Sex, baby. I actually, After last week, um, it's pretty tame. It's pretty tame. I was thinking about it when I was reading, I was like, this is like a good amount of sex. It's enough sex that it's um, like, okay. Cool. I, I see what's happening here. But it's not like so described that I have to know what every bodily fluid is doing and that what every, you know. Yeah. Because, I mean, you have a pretty, like, this is not fade to black or anything like that. In fact, there's some stuff that's explained where I'm like, oh, I was not expecting that in this book that has a lot of yeah. other plot Well, and on. we've read other books of hers that were, like, relatively closed door. Didn't we read the one with Kristen? Didn't we yeah, read? Yeah. I can't remember how closed. I mean, that was so long ago. You've read more of her books. I have. I read in that between whole series than me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I thought. Yeah, I don't have anything really to say about the sex. I I was fine with it. 
I'll tell you what I had a problem with. Here's what I had a problem with. <laughs> so she's got this room down in her basement where they have these little... I know what you're going to say. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? Because <laughs> I was like going, ooh. So she's got this room down in her basement where they hold their... Um, like mixology classes or... Yeah, like... so they get they mix drinks and it's kind of like... It's kind of like the painting classes, but with... Yeah, but drinks, drinks and, and sugar and sugar and stuff and so you know i got it and um so it's just kind of a get together thing for people for adults to do and so they have this room and it's all decorated with trees and twinkle lights and lighting changes and, <coughs> and um so that's cool so she's down there enjoying her her ambiance in her little room when she's kind of upset and he comes down to talk to her and they end up having sex on, on the, the floor, floor of this room, and I thought, gross. <laughs> get a couch, get a blanket, do anything. They put a else. shirt down. It's like, oh gosh, dang. <laughs> it grossed me out. You know, well, I'm picturing like a theater floor. <laughs> it grossed me out for their sake and also for like the sake of people who will be in there yeah, mixing drinks. Seriously. And stuff. It's like a place where people eat. <laughs> Don't, like, don't. There was people having sex on the floor <laughs> like an hour ago. Um, I will say that was like my favorite scene though is when Mabel shows up at his place and she's like, "Your woman needs you." She's in the she's in the forest <laughs> in the forest room. Um, so anyway, that as far as the sex goes, that grossed me out, and it will always gross me out whenever anyone has floor sex on the floor of a public room. <laughs> like having the sex on the floor of a Target bathroom. <laughs> I think it's a little better than that, but I see your point. <laughs> well, Target bathroom floors get cleaned, you know, several times a day. <laughs> you you don't know what's going on at this place. <laughs> Maybe she's cleaning it on the rig. Um, what's your swooniest moment? Um, you know, I actually thought about it this time, and I for once for, after like two hundred episodes, and you I'll forget next it. week. So don't start bagging on me now. Um, I was thinking about it, and I think. The sex scene. That's me too. <laughs> I always like I a good sex scene. Yeah, me too. You know, him holding her hair back. Yep. That's going to get me every time. Yep. And, and like... telling her she looks beautiful, even though you know she looks disgusting. <laughs> Just puking her guts out. Especially because it's like the first, it's like the night that they first have sex or yeah. something like that. And then she's puking like an hour, hour later. An hour later from bad cheesecake that Ugh. stinking Darren or whatever his name was gave her. Yeah. Okay, so you've heard what we think. <laughs> Sorry. I, I did like it, you guys. I just have beef with it, obviously. Um, so you've heard what we think. Let's hear what y'all think. Natalie, I loved this book. Sorry, Natalie. I'm always a sucker for a good grumpy, but not a dick slash sunshine trope and this delivered and in a Great British Bake Off-esque storyline and I was hooked. Oh, add in, sorry. While some of the beats of the story were similar to a few of Parker's other books, I still liked the character's setting and multiple plots. What I loved most was the unexpected and moving exploration of grief and themes of found family. Five stars. I liked that too and that, you know, like they yes. talked about. Um, and I think that's why the whole Jay thing like really threw her through a loop because, you know, he's her found family yeah. and um, she didn't want to lose that and was struggling with how to do that. But the whole Jay's problem was Jay's problem. problem. 
it Correct. wasn't, she didn't do anything wrong. Correct. You know, and, and, uh. But I, and I think that's why she didn't want to, like, dishonor Jay and his feelings by, like, immediately going and running to the arms of Dominic. Dominic. I think is what the thinking there was. And I, and I get that and respect that. Um, and so but, that's why I think I it ha- should have been explained a little better. I think that's fair. Okay. Jesse said, I adored this one. I, it had three of my favorite things, romance, baking, and British Royals. It did have all of those things. I thought the emotional connection between the two characters was so sweet. And I loved the grumpy slash sunshine dynamic. This was my first Lucy Parker book, but now I'm now reading her London celebrity series and I'm loving those as well. That's the one we read with. We read, <clears throat> yeah, we read the first book a long time ago. And then I read that whole series. Yes, correct. Um, Maida said, I read this a while back, but I remember liking it and thinking I would read the sister's book when it came out. There were a number of plots, but I didn't mind them. Agree with Natalie about the beautiful depictions of grief. Um, Anna says, I loved this book so much. A lot of positives up at the front. Um, I was (laughs) laughing out loud in the beginning when Dominic gets pegged in the face by a unicorn cake. That is a like funny scene. I really love Lucy Parker's writing uh, voice and her witty turn of phrase. It's always so entertaining to read. But what really impressed me with this book is how she managed to take make me care about all of the intertwining plots. I don't know how she did it. There's so much going on in this book, which I feel is a common complaint with it. But it really worked for me. Maybe it's because at its core, this is a grumpy sunshine and I love that trope. I loved how she showed us who the characters are and how the two leads really complement each other. I love to see them begrudgingly working together and slowly getting to know each other. I also really enjoyed some of the side characters, especially Pet and Sylvie's assistant, whose name is now lost to me. I read this almost a whole year ago. Jay. Um, <laughs> whose sarcasm... Oh, but maybe Mabel, Mabel is who she's talking about. Whose sarcasm knows no bounds. I loved Grumpy Dominic and how he's able to grow closer to his sister. I loved Sylvie and how she opened up to Dominic about her grief. I found this book so refreshing, too, because of the things other books play up when there's a rivalry between the characters like petty sabotage of the competitor or when public figures form a relationship like having to hide it from everyone and having the drama of the big reveal of it to the public was not present in this book it was refreshingly low drama and i loved that the characters actually act their age mid slash late 20s uh, 30s uh sometimes low drama books can be boring but this one just felt delightful and refreshing definitely a love for me and i can't wait to read whatever lucy parker writes next um thank you anna for all those thoughts i don't disagree with anything you said it's just that i felt a little differently i guess on the plot lines yes um i do appreciate (laughs) the older the older the i think she was like 35 maybe yeah and he's 39 yeah um yeah because then i don't feel like i'm reading about children yes and i think that's a lot of uh, you know a lot of what anna's referring to where that i think that's a lot of why they handle things well and why there's very little drama between them I'm just saying I needed something to happen somewhere other than just some crazy lady coming and stabbing somebody like out of nowhere. Um, that's my take. Got it. Um, Arthur wrote in and said, I'll give this one a really like. It's a bit too much of a slow burn for my taste, but it uses the enemies or rivals to, yeah, that's probably a better word here, uh, to lovers and grumpy sunshine tropes to great effect. Obviously, I can't help but compare this book to The Great British Baking Show, and this is actually the second baking-themed romance I've ever read read, after Rosalind Palmer Takes the Cake by Alexis Hall. 
which we have featured on this show. Sylvie and Dominic parallel each other as endearing MCs who are capable of being spiky, especially Dominic, have endured a surprising amount of trauma in their personal lives and go on to open themselves up and embrace all of those awful experiences from the past. The steamy chemistry between them is an additional plus. I also enjoyed most of the subplots, including Patrick's backstory and the dynamic between Dominic and Pet. I'm excited for the sequel to follow her and the bodyguard love interest. But I do have a major gripe with the novel and it has to do with everything involving Jay's unrequited feelings for Sylvie. I couldn't bear this cheesy drama that I've already seen play out in countless other romances and trimming this out would have been a big help. When Lucy Parker releases Pet's book, you can bet I'll be picking it up ASAP. Sincerely, Arthur. Yeah, the Jay thing was almost like not necessary. Yeah, so okay, so here's where I think Nick's Great British Bake Off. Sorry, I know that you guys like that part. Uh, Get rid of that Get rid of Jay. Well, keep him as a character. That's fine. But he doesn't need the whole thing with drama with him being in love with Sylvie. It's not necessary. Yeah. Um, and then uh, trim, not get rid of, but like trim down Patrick and Jesse and the Midnight Elixir stuff. Yeah. Um, And then I think I'm on board. Yeah. Yes, I would be too. I think that's where I land. Um, Natalie says, having loved Lucy Parker's Act Like It and the Austin playbook from her London Celebrity series, I really loved Battle Royal. It had all the things that makes Lucy's writing enjoyable. Witty and sharp banter, a cat with with personality, and just a fun and engaging storyline. They were all delightful and interesting characters, and I loved the depth that she gave both Sylvie and... Dominic is who I think she wrote Richard, but I think she means Dominic. Um, Oh, Richard, I think is from act like it. Okay. So she says that said, I can't help but think she's basically redone act like it, but transplanted to the world of baking and Royals. Dominic was pretty much the same as Richard and Sylvie was similar to Lainey for the most part, at least three of the London celebrity series, basically our grumpy guy, sunshiny girl. And it looks like book number two with Dominic's sunshiny sister, Pet, is going the same way. Which is why I can't help but think what would have set this book apart is if Sylvie was the grumpy one and Dominic was the sunshiny one. I find with the grump slash sunshine trope, women are always the sunshiny manic pixie dream girl while the guy gets to be a prick to everyone, but only until the love of a good woman, which I find frustrating. Reversing it gives female characters more scope for why they're grumpy and the scope to be that way in a world where women are constantly told to smile. I like that idea. And we've read some we've that read are... books like that. Yeah. We've read that some that are like that. Um, and obviously I'm not as familiar. I read Act Like It, but a long time ago, and I haven't read any of the other ones, so I can't speak to that being pervasive amongst the series. I've books. read that whole series, and I can't remember one of them. Cool. <laughs> Um, I mean, if I picked one up, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I've read this before. Yeah. But I can't pull out of my head what they all were. Um, Monica says, I'm voting Humphrey for book boyfriend of the year. Humphrey is the cat. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you're voting the cat or if you're just getting mixed up with he the He was names. a fun character, though. He was. And I, I appreciated that. Like, he just turned over for. Um, and like when she just leaned on his tail and he like lost his mind. Sounds like another pet, I know. <laughs> That's currently snoring, and look how cute he is, though. Ellen's dog, if you just, like, 
touch him sometimes. He's like, dude, calm down. I didn't hurt you. It's fine if I do, baby. Whatever. Anyway, um, Monica is voting Humphrey for book boyfriend of the year. Not sure if it's Cat or Dominic. Uh, she says, I can't resist a grumpy hero. Technically, Humphrey is also grumpy, so it still stands. Not but- necessarily the hero of the book. <laughs> Maybe if you're reading it differently, <laughs> he is. But seriously, this book was a really like for me. I have a soft spot for baking romances, so I had high hopes going in. The opening line did not disappoint. It's hard to find much better hook than an exploding unicorn. Overall, the story was very sweet and a great feel-good read. The stuff with Sylvie's aunt took me by surprise and brought a lump to my throat. I loved the setting and I wish Sugar Fair existed so I could visit. Same. On the negative side, Sylvie and Dominic as a couple fell a little flat for me. Thank you, Monica. I found myself caring more about the side characters. Shout out to Mabel for providing the most LOL moments. I agree. Like Mabel. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if she got her own book. Yeah, same. And Rosie and Johnny's relationship felt more compelling to me than the main couple's romance. I kind of, I get that. Because <laughs> um, they had, like, more at stake, it felt like. Well... I actually liked what was in the book of Pet and the Bodyguard. I know. That's Probably why I'm more. excited about that. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, agree, Monica. Obviously. Elizabeth says, I was a bit disappointed by this book. The concept and idea of this book grabbed me, but I felt like the writing didn't hook me in. I think it's down to the writing style. Um, this is the second book for me by this author, and I had a similar issue with the book, first book I read. I really wanted to love it because I love baking shows like Great British Bake Off, but I was disappointed. Uh, and she says, looks like I'm in the minority here. Not necessarily. Elizabeth. Well, and the thing is, like we said, the baking show is such a sub-subplot that could be taken out altogether. Yeah. That if you're coming to it for, for that, that, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> um, and I will say... The, with the style, it's very, like, every time I read um, a British romance novel, I'm very reminded of, like, my chiclet days, which I know I've mentioned before. But that style is very different than, like, our idea of romance novels. It's much more subdued. It's a lot more... Um, women's fiction-y, which we don't like to say, but romance Gromancy. It's very much more gromancy. Um and uh yes, much more subdued. She, and not not against it because I don't hate it, but um she made a lot of pop culture references that were British. Yeah. That I didn't understand. And I had to Google some. Or and things. some that we understood. She and some that we did. She called um pet she re- referenced pet as uh Friday Fisher, yes. which I appreciate. And I did get that I appreciated that as well. And there was a Doctor Who reference and stuff like that. And I get those. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it. But then there were a couple I was like, I don't know who you're referring to. No, and I, I, and I had to Google some people. Yeah. Cassie says, so I didn't hate this book, but only because I couldn't muster that much emotion for it. This book was so much longer than it needed to be. Cassie? Agreed. It also had the most epic case of first book-itis I've ever encountered. There were so many plots happening, I felt like I was reading three different books at once. It took away from the main romantic relationship and made it difficult to stay invested in the story. I listened to this on audiobook. Oof. Oof, that would be difficult. And I definitely mentally checked out a few times while listening because I just didn't care about what was happening. There were so many side characters and storylines that I couldn't get invested in, and it made it for an overall unpleasant reading experience. I won't continue on in this series, and I likely 
likely won't try this author again as I've already DNF'd one of her books in the past. My one positive takeaway, so I don't, don't end on a sour note, is I wish I could taste Midnight Elixir. It was the most intriguing part of the story. <laughs> Same. Um, I see. Yeah, this one would be rough on audiobook. Audiobook. Because it's very, I was telling my mom, because um, I finished it long before her. Um, but it's very dense. Like, yeah. it's, and I think that's when people talk about the style part of it is it's, there's not, there's a lot of description, especially because they explain a lot of stuff that happens without showing it. So a lot of the um, baking show stuff is explained and not shown. There's a lot of stuff that's, that's like that. Um, and... But I don't think, I don't think it's first bookitis so much because no. all these plot lines, like, end, they finish up, they wrap them up, they're just kind of, meh, yeah. wrap-ups. And um, and it's not like all these people are getting a book. No, they're Rosie not Because Rosie and Johnny are already together. Um, Patrick and Jesse are already gone. Yeah. And, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, Jay might get a book. There's a couple of people no, who I don't might get so. a book. But I, I don't, don't think Jay, I don't think Mabel, I think it's, I think only the of people that have been introduced, especially because the series is called Palace Insiders, I think it's literally just going to be Pet, and then maybe somebody who gets introduced in Pet's book, but I don't see any of these other plot lines going anywhere. So, I don't think it's first book I just, I think it's just, this book is full of stuff. Yeah, I agree. But maybe I, I was we'll telling be Ellen, I said, it's like a cluttered room. And you know when you go into a cluttered room and it makes you feel uncomfortable because it's so cluttered? Well, that's kind of the feeling this book gave me. It's like, there's just so much stuff yeah. that I wanted to clean. That's why we were talking about what could be cut out. I wanted to clean it up and, and sharpen it up. Yeah. And <laughs> um, Victoria says, I really, really liked this book. It had great banner, well-developed characters, and good writing. I loved Dominic and seeing him falling in love with Sylvie and appreciated how they both had a past that reflected in their actions. I think the fact that they were both in their 30s also helped me like them more. There's only so much empathy I can muster for a 22-year-old heroine. Mm -hmm. I also... I was also relieved that the Great British Bake Off storyline was not taking over the whole plot. While I enjoyed Rosalind Palmer Takes the Cake, I didn't want to read another episode-by-episode episode GBBO book. Um, and yes, I agree, which is why I think they should have just gotten rid of it. Slight negatives for me. While well-written, I do agree with others that there were too many subplots in the book. As I followed the main characters, the royal couple, Patrick and Jesse, Pet, um, Ian... Who is Ian? I think she means Jay. Okay. And the assistant subplots, they all got a bit too confusing. Also, being very picky here, I don't like the cover. I'm all in for a cartoonish cover, but I don't know why this didn't work for me. It's because it has nothing to do with the book. Well, it is very, um, it's like more than just cartoonish. It's, it's really cartoonish. Yeah. Um, favorite line, you are the feline Iago. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> um, I will definitely read more by this author and I'm curious about Pet's story. Um, I am too, despite everything. I also like Humphrey Bogart, you know, like, Bogart, yeah, like, but Bogart, like, like from Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah. <laughs> um, Catherine says, I loved that this book and Rosalind Palmer takes the cake coexist perfectly as opposed to competing. It's one of, uh, the great things about Romance Landia that we can have different takes on the same idea and gobble them all up. Literally in this case, <laughs> I second Cassie's note about the midnight elixir. I'm still wondering about it. <clears throat> Yeah, I do. There was a lot of, like, interesting flavors taking place there. There was a lot of it. And I like how he's trying to describe it. He's like, I think there's berries and some spices. I don't know. You guys figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's like, really? 
Um, Sarah says, this was just a like for me. The book felt scattershot. Mm -hmm. There were so many B-plots that they were not fleshed out and distracted from the main story. I wish the author had picked one B-plot so we could focus on the main characters. I agree with Cassie that it was longer than it needed to be. You also agree with Ellen and Mom then. Yes. Um, Ruthie says, as someone who cut her teeth on volumes of fairy tales and Jane Austen and a gazillion historicals, I'm ashamed I had some trouble following this one in the beginning. It felt very British, and maybe I'm not as Notting Hill as I thought I was. I liked the writing, but I found I had to focus a lot harder to try and understand what was happening, especially in the beginning. It is a different... Um, yeah, I had a hard time getting into it in the beginning as well. Yeah. It's a different... Um, like we said, it, Style. it jumps around a little differently and um, the, the POV is not only, it's like third person. Yeah, that was weird to me. It, it's a third person, but that changes POV. I don't know. It was kind of weird to me. I mean, that happens, but it's, I don't, I don't know. It, 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 it is different in this book. Um, uh, Ruthie continues. But the first kiss and all the steam... Uh, and all the steam, very, very nice. I loved their chemistry as far as between them there wasn't conflict. They just grew into the realization that they loved each other and that was lovely. I guess Pet will get a book? Absolutely. Yes. Um, Shannon says, I loved so much in this story. We traveled Sylvia and Sylvie and Dominic's uh, romance from beginning to end and it was so endearing but like others have previously mentioned the romance didn't take prominence in this story this felt more like a story of universal love and connection love of siblings love of friendship love of family or lack thereof it was touching and when sylvie spoke to dominic about what the little deer meant to her i was almost in tears this was a lovely story but i wouldn't call it a true romance having said that i loved the writing and i'm going to try another book by lucy parker very soon Finally, we have Teresa who emailed in and she says, I liked the Lucy Parker after I liked Lucy Parker after being introduced to her via this podcast. After a long time ago. After finishing Battle Royal, she's risen to become a favorite. I love almost everything about this book from the fun side of characters from the fun side characters to the Avengers like team bake at De Devere's. This book helped me helped get me out of a book slump. Um, Sylvie was adorable as our heroine and not in the ditzy manic pixie way that some grumpy sunshine books portray. And I appreciated Parker's more subtle characterization of Dominic as the hero. Uh, oftentimes we read romances expecting heroes to make grand romantic gestures and say over the top romantic things. I'm completely here for that, but occasionally it's nice to get a realistic portrayal of just a nice guy. Parker's so good with the show, don't tell. Some of the most romantic moments were described without her having to explicitly state, see that? Dominic has feelings for Sylvie. Like when Dominic tucks Sylvie's silhouette portrait in his photo frame, these small gestures gestures are dotted throughout the book, making Dominic such a sweet book boyfriend. It's refreshing to read uh, about people who actually communicate in a healthy and mature way. Despite both of them experiencing past trauma, they didn't act act out. They were open and honest with each other, resulting in them both getting the support and emotional connection they needed. I see this happen so rarely in, in real life that I just want to pass this book around so everyone could learn from this. Parker has also given me a new reading experience, the sweet sex scene. Most sex scenes are passionate, hot, or lusty. The sex between Sylvie and Dominic felt more sweet, romantic, full of anticipation. There seemed to be more emphasis on the emotional connection. Who knew a hand job could be considered sweet? I'm down for it. I'm very much looking forward to Pet and Matthias's book in story in the next book. 
<clears throat> so there you go. Kind of covers the whole gamut. Yeah. So obviously I think we are in the minority with like Cassie and some other people. Um, but you, uh, you liked it more than me. Um, but I do think we had more issue than the general. Yes. Listening audience. I did like it more than you. And I, and I think I, I was more into their relationship than you were. But, um, see, and I think that's where it just, like, I needed something to work and there wasn't a whole lot working for me. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah. 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 So I'm sorry, you guys, that I ragged on the book yeah. that you liked. And I really liked it, but I, it wasn't a really, really, really like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there you know, we are. You know what I'm saying. Um, any final thoughts? No, I think we've covered everything. Yes. And there was a lot to cover. Yes. There were a lot of plot lines. A lot of them. Um, that being said, I'm still open to reading the next book because <laughs> I want to know <coughs> Sorry. what happens with Pet. Um, and I, I'm also curious just to see if any of these plot lines do carry over and if there's... Well, they all ended. I know, but you know, that happens sometimes with like, I'm curious to see if like other characters, if like. Well, I did mention at the end of the book that there's another royal wedding. Yes. And so I don't know if maybe that's a story we're going to get. Um, they're they're going to fight over another cake. Here we go. Here we go again. And the cake and... is, and they're going to have to like explore the back, the background of some other, some other, uh, dead, some prince. other dead, dead royal. Yep, and um, they're going to have to figure out what exactly is in a unicorn frappuccino. And um, <laughs> I think that recipe's out there. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. Um, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Battle Royal by Lucy Parker. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like just a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On May 9th, we'll be chatting about Dating Dr. Dill by Nisha Sharma. And also, we currently have the poll up for the next reading list on the Facebook group, so go check that out. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. Ellen, you're so welcome. Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.